Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. John Bozica, 1480 WHBC, awaiting to uh, get state representative in uh, Casey Weinstein on the phone here to talk about the topic we were going to have him on to discuss this morning. And, uh, you know, I mean, this is one of those topics that I've kind of waited to find the right person to discuss this with. And um, I was given the idea of of talking to uh, Casey by uh, State Representative Thomas West the other day. He mentioned that Casey would um, be able to really um, provide some good insight on this about solar and wind power and about the importance of this discussion and why we need to know about it. But we're going to wait to get a hold of him and see if we can here in just a bit as uh, we've tried him a couple times and he has not picked up. So uh, let me just send him a text here real fast and just tell him that we we're, we're calling now. That way he knows. Um, you know, if we don't get a chance to talk about that, as I said, later on uh, when we are taking phone calls and we are uh, getting our topic of discussion going when it comes to COVID and when it comes to the vaccination, I I guess the main thing I'm trying to impress upon you guys is that there is a situation of, you know, people that have done these things and there's a situation of people that have not done these things. And um, it's just dangerous. It's a very dangerous situation we're living in. But we're going to talk about that later. All right, we're going to go to the phone line here. State Representative Casey Weinstein on the line with us this morning. State Representative, how are you today, sir? I am well, John. Thank you. Thanks again for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on to the show, and thanks for wanting to talk about this. Solar and wind energy, there was uh, some big news made on this earlier this week, wasn't there? There was, yeah. You know, um, sadly, (laughs) I'm always reporting bad news on your show, I feel like, but we're taking a big step again in the wrong direction um, with uh, the governor signing SB 52, uh, which adds, you know, more bureaucracy uh, impinges on landowner rights and basically gives, uh, you know, uh, veto power, kill power to any um, solar or wind project, even on private property, to local um, governments. Um, so very frustrating, unfortunately. What in your mind should we be doing to utilize solar and wind power even better than trying to get rid of it? What do you think we should be doing with it? Well, we should be promoting it, right? I mean, uh, in the last uh, life. Last couple weeks, John, we've seen a couple really monumental things happen. We saw the Avon Lake plant closure, which was a 680-megawatt coal-generating unit, uh, now closing. And at the same time, First Solar in Toledo, Ohio, announced a 600 – also 680, ironically – $680 million investment in expanding solar capacity. These these major forces are definitely – Right, impacting Ohio, the change in energy is is clear, and the benefits to landowners, and in this case, really private landowners, uh, farmers, um, are majorly impacted um, because this is a major uh, revenue source that they're increasingly turning to. Um, so, what the, to answer your question, we should be embracing the macro trends that are happening and creating policy that incentivizes growth of uh, renewable energies for you know give give landowners the freedom and ability to 
to generate their own power, to sell it, to uh, enjoy the economic and environmental benefits that they provide. State Representative, in your opinion, what role does money play in this decision made by Governor DeWine? Well, it's it's, uh, <laughs> uh, it's a good question. Um, what what we're really seeing is the interest of a very few uh, creating hurdles and more bureaucracy and more uh, more needless government oversight uh, for the many, right? So um, I think it's unfortunately catering to a small constituency uh, that and uh, and certainly you know the um, there's a lot of money on the oil and gas industry uh, and in utilities that don't really want to see uh, the renewable revolution take hold in Ohio. So, you know, I'm not here to make any specific accusations. It's just, I, I can just say it's it's the wrong policy uh, at, a, at a really crucial time um, in the energy industry and, you know, economically for Ohio. I just know as State Representative Casey Weinstein is my guest, I, I know with everything that happened last year with House Speaker Larry Householder and that whole situation that kind of went down and just everything that that was played into that. It seems like there's there's maybe more at hand here, and, and I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into it, but it it seems that way. Am I am I am I kind of on the right track there, or am I on the wrong track? Well, no, you are. I mean, we're still dealing with the legacy of Larry Householder, which was HB six, which was a giant, massive bailout uh, to nuclear and coal, which it turns out they didn't need. <laughs> so we have repealed the nuclear subsidies, but still in Ohio, we're subsidizing two coal plants because of HB six one of which is in Indiana, I've been very public about that, to the rate, to the tune of $233,000 a day. That's what Ohioans are paying wow. to prop up an, a non-competitive, dirty, polluting, climate change, and uh, you know, causing 1950s-era coal plants in southern Ohio, whether or not you get energy from them. Meanwhile, we're trying to turn the page here and let private landowners and um, basically embrace a new form of clean energy that that drives a lot of revenue to them. And in my view, their property rights are being violated um, by kill switches that are being put in. And, you know, it, uh, we're giving more and more control to local governments to kill renewable projects while we're taking away their ability to stop gas and coal projects in their district. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of legacy of Larry Halfolder that we're still coping with in the state house. I was going to say, and that seems that seems rather complicated still, doesn't it? Because there are people in the state house that even though he's been, you know, I guess he's he's no longer in his position, they still feel as though he was he was done wrongly, don't they? Yeah, I mean, we had um, it took sixty six votes to suspend the rules to remove Larry Householder, and we got sixty six votes <laughs> to do that. So, wow. you know, there are thirty three representatives down there who did not uh, think he should be removed, um, despite you know, being indicted and, and having damning evidence um, that he is at the center of a billion-dollar-plus scam on Ohioans. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's, uh, it's difficult um, from an energy perspective to move, to move beyond that chapter uh, while his shadow is still, you know, is still casting a shadow on the Statehouse. Now, yeah, now, now knowing that, that that still exists, knowing that that, that bill is, is in the past, House Bill 6, and knowing that all of that is still there, um, what can be done by people like yourself, those that supported to suspend uh, former Speaker Householder? What can be done by you guys to rectify this situation and get it on the right path for Ohio and state representative? 
Yeah, it's a great question. There is a bipartisan effort right now to repeal the rest of HB6, which are those coal bailouts. And Senator Romanchuk and Representative Lanise, two of my Republican friends, uh, are leading that effort. Um, so there, there is a bipartisan movement to repeal really the, re- the rest of the really bad parts of HB6. So we need to finish doing that. I mean, and that's, that's what I want your audience to know is, is the, job, the job is not done in terms of just closing the chapter on the, the massive corruption that's been perpetrated on us. Uh, but for the next phase, yeah, I've, I've got a bill that I'll be releasing soon called the Energy, Energy uh, Jobs Act uh, with my colleague, Representative Stephanie House from Cleveland. And it deals with corruption. It deals with renewable energy. It deals with jobs. Uh, you know, it, it reforms how we do energy in Ohio. And it really is a, a, a turn the page kind of uh, piece of legislation that we are finalizing now. And um, so I, I'll have more to come on that. I'd be happy to come back and talk more about it <laughs> when yeah. we're ready to file. Yeah, no, absolutely. That would be great. And And State Representative Casey Weinstein is my guest this morning. State Representative, I know in talking to people that have called into my show and in discussing uh, House Bill 6, the repercussions of that, everything that kind of went down in the last year, that that's what's frustrated a lot of Ohioans. How can you guys continue to put, I guess, positive thoughts in the in the minds of Ohioans to let them know that that, that truly is in the past? Because I know a lot of Ohioans are very frustrated thinking that the, the State House maybe doesn't have the best interest of Ohioans. How can you ensure them that that is in the past? Well, I can say, John, that we we made a big move in expelling Larry Householder from the House, um, and that that uh, you know we, we waited for a year for our friends uh, across the aisle to do that, and then um, two of my Democratic colleagues, Michelle Laporhagen and Jeff Crossman, led the effort, uh, and then from there it went uh, it went very quickly, and that was uh, you know it's the first time someone has been expelled from the Ohio House since the 1850s at which time uh, there was a fight over per diem, I understand, that resulted in fisticuffs on the House floor. So uh, it has been uh, 170 years, if I'm doing the math right in my head, um, since that's happened. So it was a big deal, and it was a bipartisan vote that came together. So that is one chapter that we have closed. We have repealed part of HB6. The worst parts, unfortunately, are still in place. And we need to, uh, there's again, a, uh, in a positive note, there is a bipartisan effort to do just that. And then I'm, I'm really working hard to do fair-minded reform, um, nothing radical, really just uh, get Ohio prepared to take a full economic and environmental benefit of the clean energy revolution going forward. So we have taken some steps, some hard steps, uh, we have a lot more work to do, but, but uh, you know, there has been progress and it's been bipartisan. I guess the the thing that surprises me, State Representative, and, and I mean, if you want to comment on this, but um, I guess I'm surprised that something that would seem to be so simple to fix when it comes to energy for Ohioans has led to such a scandal and such a, you know, an arduous time for you guys. It surprises me, too. <laughs> I uh, It's very frustrating. I'm actually calling you from a clean energy conference in Breckenridge, Colorado. Um, it's uh, 30 legislators, bipartisan, nationwide. I'm looking up at the Rocky Mountains here. Um, and, yeah, I'm hearing stories of uh, South Carolina. There's Republican friends of mine from South Carolina. They're making big moves on solar down there. And guess what? They want to attract our manufacturing companies from Ohio down to South Carolina because our, our manufacturers want more access to renewable clean energy that they're not getting in Ohio. They said that in the room with me. So I'm like, not so fast. I mean, we have to take action. We have to do something. It's happening 
in a bipartisan way across the country, and Ohio is being left behind. Um, so our policies are more toward stopping renewables from getting a foothold here, stopping electric vehicles from growing here. And, and we've got to turn that around or we will lose out. Yeah, lose jobs, lose opportunities, and, and then the state could really be hurting, couldn't we? We could. I mean, Ohio needs every edge we have. We have a wonderful legacy of, of advanced manufacturing. We have a, an incredible workforce, especially Northeast Ohio. Uh, you know, and it's so we're really, um, we have a lot of land, right? Uh, farming land, um, some of which could be, and pieces of which could be converted to wind and solar uh, if we allowed people property rights. But, uh, you know, we, so we are uniquely positioned. We're trying to do Voltage Valley. Uh, in the Youngstown area, right? Um, uniquely positioned to to benefit from this, but our policies are just put in, they're not just, it's kind of like a do no harm thing here. Um, that's where we need to get, at least stop harming <laughs> the growth, right? Yeah. And let it go, because it's growing. State Representative Casey Weinstein, I guess, it, it, it's gone from being a simple discussion about energy to being a, a fight for the soul of Ohio almost, isn't it? Yeah, I guess what kind of state do we want to be, right? I mean, we have to talk about climate change, too. Um, I'm out west looking out my window here, and and uh, um, Colorado has lost a billion trees over the last few years to this beetle, mm. um, and I'm seeing them, like, right now. Um, and I went to the Air Force Academy. I went. I, I used to live in Colorado, and they're, the change is stark. And that's because this beetle used to be – there's two beetles. They used to be killed off in the winter when it got cold, and now – it's not warm. It's not cold enough. The beetles live and they're just chewing through trees, which creates fuel for fires, which creates a vicious cycle. Wow. So it's kind of a, a throwback for me from my my previous Colorado days. And the change is stark now. And we're seeing what's happening out west and we're seeing changing you know, climate um, in Ohio. It's something we have to address. Right. So do we want to do something while uh, and be an early mover and get the massive economic benefits um, and aid these growing industries and renewables and energy efficiency, you know, while driving revenue into some of the parts of Ohio that need it the most and to private landowners, it's a, it's a, like a triple win in my mind. Um, but we're, we're not there yet. State representative Casey Weinstein, fantastic stuff today. I really appreciate you joining the show and I know we'll do this again soon. All right. Always, always happy to and appreciate you.